0: Now I've brought a heavy burden with me tonight, actually two burdens, because we have to get everybody interested, we have to do something while we're turning on our laptop here, which seems to be dead, and, and we have to get you to ponder what's actually in here, as well as turn the laptop on. There it is, it's starting to come, so that's good. Now have you figured out what this is? Oh, i tell you what, this is, well you know, people for a long time have actually called rocks the Bible of history. Uh, of course, most of them think the evidence shows evolution and God says he created everything. The Lord Jesus is the creator. Uh, oh, there's fossils on the wrong side. That's I better turn it around. Do you like fossils? the moms and dads and boys and girls, we've got a question time coming up afterwards. You can ask us a lot about questions concerning rocks and fossils. And guys, I hate to tell this, but I can't see anything on here. Uh, You're gonna have to come and rescue me in a moment, I think. Um, Part of a technical problem with our COVID stuff, but have a look at that. And can you figure out what this is? I'm probably gonna have to move slightly out of the road. So guys, if you can sort of come over a bit closer while they interfere with me here. I'm gonna put this down there. Keep your eyes on it. And I will grab my blue box. Blue box, it's actually a blue bin. Let me move a bit further out of the road. Yeah, this sort of thing sort of never normally happens. under sort are you a metre and a half away? Oh, we'd better make sure we are. Okay, can you see this fossil? Does it look like a frog to you? A squashed frog? All right, now I'm gonna put that down. Keep remembering it. Actually, I'll stand up there so nobody... Actually, I won't, I'll put it over here. Okay, now, are we there? Whoops, nearly there, that's good. Uh, Alright, so let's get this lined up here. Keep thinking boys and girls and mums and dads. I'm going to put a question up there while I actually show you some evidence. Can you you see this? It's a bit of cloth. Oh, actually I've got that because I need to wipe my hand after I get this out. You know, I showed this to one of the young ladies who was helping up the back and she went, Ah! What could it be? Well, it's the evidence. You see, here it is. You see these guys? Oh that's our famous, well we borrowed it from America, the cane toad. I'll hold it still, down there. You'll probably never touch this pulpit again will you Pastor? Okay, now if I had four hands I'd hold up the fossil at the same time. Can, can you see that this guy is still exactly the same? Can I be honest with you boys and girls and mums and dads? The Rock layers certainly are a book. But they tell you that frogs have always been frogs that there's no evidence of evolution because God always tells the truth. Now let me take this off here. Oh, all this is for the boys and girls time a bit later. You wonder what it is? Palettes? Something there? I'll leave the frog, I'll put the bin down here and there's a paintbrush and there's even an artist palette. But that's for you boys and girls a little later. Whoops, we're gonna trip over that in a moment. Now let me see, have we got that up? No, we've only got the screen. I'll turn this on here, see if that works. Yep, that's probably the best one there. Can you see our question? Okay, could a good God, could a just God use bad bugs to discipline evil people? COVID-19. Do you think God said it? Where do you think it came from? If you want to do some think about this, because the Bible says study to show yourself approved. And did you catch our reading tonight out of Genesis 48? The 10 plagues of Egypt were sent deliberately by God, including one pestilence, one plague that made people pretty sick. But I was emphatic. God who invented man, God who invented the planet, certainly can discipline people with bugs, fleas, flies, rats, and plague. Would a loving creator use disease to discipline his servants? I mean, when I became a Christian, I became a disciple. A disciple means one who is disciplined by. Could a loving creator use COVID-19 to discipline me? Hmm. Think of the Apostle Paul. I mean, the Apostle Paul continually said, you know, I've got a problem that I've pleaded with God to take away. Many people think it was a sickness. But I know some Christians who sort of were doing their thing until God got their attention because he made them ill. And they have to rethink everything. Would a loving creator use disease? Well, you know, making you sick and stop and think is far better than letting you get away with blue murder and having to stand before his judgment. Can a just and loving God use affliction to glorify his name? I'll tell you what, these are tough questions. We could probably spend an hour on every one of them. A simple answer, remember the man who was born blind? And the Jews had this logic that if you were blind, it was a punishment. But this goes way beyond that. Because Jesus actually told his disciples, this man was born blind to bring glory to God. Hmm. Now that is a tough one. Um, Why was I born with pyloric stenosis? Um, I have a suspicion that God was gonna get my attention because there's a few bits that are wrong with me. And I'll tell you what, have you met some people who became Christians because they really did have a physical problem? and they couldn't solve that issue themselves. Interesting, coronavirus, it's got the news. There's a lovely, you know, they, they take these pictures down electron microscopes and then redo them with the computers. Now, if you think that design happened by accident, try and make a copy of it by hand. I'll tell you what, that is just, it's just beautiful. No doubt about it. When you look at coronavirus and you want to know how big it is, it ranges from 0.1 microns but most you don't know what a micron is. So let's go one step further. Beside it is a red blood cell. Oh, you've heard of blood. You've probably never looked down a microscope to see red blood cells, but there's seven microns across. And you still have no idea how big a micron is. But you see the stuff on the right hand side? That's human hair. Now yeah. we're getting somewhere. I used to have that. And um, my hair's got a lot thinner. Hey, boys and girls and mums and dads, did you know that blonde hair is not as fat as black hair? It's true. People with black hair, their hair is thicker. Amazing. And you can see the size from 17 microns to 180 microns. Now you've got an idea of just how tiny the little COVID virus is. Now I'm sorry to tell you, but the holes in your face mask will not stop COVID the virus getting through. It may stop someone spitting all over you, but, uh, COVID viruses are really tiny. There's some facts for you. There's a lot of them. Not just the one that's hitting the news at the moment, seven are known to live in people. See, they include the ones that did nasty bites, the SARS and the MERS viruses. And many of them inhabit animals. And they don't seem to cause any problems for the animals at all. In fact, a huge number of these COVID viruses and only a few of them that cause problems, stop and think. Remember Jesus said you love the Lord your God with your heart, your soul and your mind. Think about it. If there's a huge number of these viruses out there and the only reason we found viruses is some people got sick and we had to find a reason for it. And now we know that many people who get COVID virus have almost no symptoms whatsoever. So they can't have actually been created to do bad in the beginning. That's something's changed. COVID disease, 2019. It began with a virus which has got a technical name of SARS-CoV-2. Wouldn't you love like to have that on your birth certificate? Well, that's the one we called it. I've no idea what God calls it because the Bible says even has got a name for every one of the stars. I'm sure he's got a name for this. But you see, the Bible says when he made everything, it was very good. And the mere fact that we have gazillions of viruses and most of them have no sign of doing anything nasty at all. In fact, many of them seem to be part of, oh, we'll get to that right at the end. Have viruses evolved? This is actually a question that people wrote in and wanted to know if if viruses evolved or did God create them, if so, why? So in case we're looking a little bit knowledgeable about this, Dr. Diane Inger, um, used to be in medical biology for the Canberra University. She did all the background research for this. I'm just the speaker tonight. Of course, I had to phone her and say, what do you mean by this, what do you mean by that? But you see, the information is actually quite easy to comprehend. Hmm, mutations cause changes in the surface proteins. These are only tiny things, but look at the pretty, pretty little bubbles all around it that look like a crown. That's where it gets its name. You know, Corona beer's got the crown on it. I guess I shouldn't mean beer in church. But you see, the reality is that's what the name means. Coronation? You could call this disease the coronation of the world. Interesting thought, isn't it? Proteins that get mutated can attach to cell surfaces. um, They can. You see, viruses are so tiny, they can get into your body fairly easily. But only when they sort of break into your cell and then begin to make copies that you can't cope with, hmm, that's what you call a disease. That none of them have evolved because there were COVID viruses before any of these diseases. See the first line: Not all viruses make people sick. We carry viruses, look at that technical word, microbiome. That means the little bits of you that are absolutely necessary to keep things going. Uh, what do we mean by that? Stop carefully and think. Uh, you remember I've got a message on what do you need to make a worm? Because the evolution says all of these things can happen by themselves. You don't need to be much of a gardener to figure out that, hey, my cabbages do better when there are worms there. Did cabbages evolve to keep the worms happy, or did worms evolve to make cabbages work well? What you'll discover is you can't have a worm unless there's already soil for it to burrow in. Isn't that where they live? But they can't bury in the soil because they actually just chew their way through the soil and get the food that's out of it. So unless there's already plants, you can't have worms and the soil needs to be there before the plants. But unless you have the plants that have water, there won't be any plants at all. Am I getting a little bit multiplying here? But you see, unless the planet is the right size, the worms will float off into space or the gravity will crush them. And of course if you're gonna have plants then you need to have a source of light. Uh, We could keep going but I don't want to bore you to death. That's what we call microbiomes or the bits that are needed before you can even start to have a worm that will work. Hmm, implication? Harmless viruses have functions but we haven't found them yet. I talked to one guy who was a world specialist and he was looking into, is this a virus problem? You know how sadly some ladies can't get pregnant? Now history he was, in ladies who are trouble getting pregnant, we always notice there's a virus missing. Now I don't know whether that's gonna prove to be true or false, but you see, we depend on all of these little creatures, we depend on bacteria, we depend on oxygen, we depend on all sorts of little things for the whole bit of us to actually go Harmless viruses do have functions. But we maybe haven't found what they are. Let's continue one further. When when I was preparing this, I was talking to Dr. Eager this morning, because I got up early, and I thought, I wonder how much more research people have done on viruses. So I searched, good viruses. Do it yourself, and you come up, whoa, look at this, heavy research papers on the good functions of viruses. Do you realize it says here, they help white blood cells kill cancer? Hey, now there's something, if we can invent a medicine that involved viruses, no, you wouldn't be the first. The Russians did that ages ago. But it's unbelievably personalized and sophisticated and expensive. Yep, and it certainly does work. Um, there's some that have proved to not be reproducible out here, but it's so personal with the virus situation. A good deal if we can make it work. Hmm, they stimulate the immune system. Hey, that's interesting. If you've got these viruses, your immune system works better. Uh, in, in fact, isn't there a connection there? If you get a bad virus, doesn't your immune system react and produce bodies that stop it? Sure it does. So you know that your system can recognise viruses, but most of them that are there don't do anything bad to you at all. It kills bacteria. that would otherwise invade the body. Now I know my hair is sort of not as much as it used to, but when I was a university student, I deliberately took three years of genetics and one of the things that was just being worked on was things called T4 phages. Little things that get inside bacteria and really stop them causing problems for plants or animals or whatever. They kill bacteria, amazing. Hey, did they tell you this at school? Has it been mentioned on the news? No, it's all about how things evolve. But you know if your body didn't exist as sophisticated as it did, then the virus couldn't exist as simple as it is. Think carefully, viruses can't reproduce by themselves. They actually need to be in a living system like your body or a bacteria before they can even make copies of themselves, stop and think. So unless you were there, these viruses couldn't even exist. So they couldn't have come before you. In fact what you find is like the worm and the cabbage and the ground and the air and the gravity and the universe. They're going to be there at the same time. Okay, let's give you a biblical perspective as we begin to round this off. Well, you haven't forgotten about the frog. You haven't forgotten about the art palette. Boys and girls, don't forget to hang around for questions. Well, I wonder what's going to happen over there. You see, it's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen in the future. Are you immune to COVID virus? or don't you want to find out? Most of us don't want to find out, do we? Um, but you do have a Bible and you can find out how the God who created the viruses in the beginning. Remember that beautiful picture of that coronavirus? Man. Okay, here's the Lord Jesus. Why do I quote from the Lord Jesus out of Matthew 24? Because the New Testament, over and over again, says here's the creator who actually made man and he came down to save man. And he tells his disciples who were very interested in end times. Now, you know, when I first became a Christian, the Israelis and the Egyptians were just beginning to fight. But I had a very interesting sermon. I mean, I'd had none of this background, and it was a guy almost saying, because of what's said here in the Bible, here's what we can expect to happen in the Middle East. I tell you what, that was really interesting. So I got fascinated with end times things, and so were the disciples. It's nothing new under the sun. Matthew chapter 24, look what Jesus said. You'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Don't be troubled by this. All these things are going to come to pass. Yeah, I'm growing up. They introduced conscription. I want to finish my degrees. You realize how many young men were worried by that? I mean, what if I get killed and I can't come back, I can't get my PhD? Um, It's amazing the things we troubled at. Okay, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. You look at the statistics. There's wars almost every day in many, many places. Don't be troubled. All these things must come to pass. Okay, if you're God and you invented the creation, I wonder if you invented salvation at the same time. Because if you know everything, then surely you must know that man is going to sin. Moral dilemma? Don't be surprised that the Bible says Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. Bit of a tough one for us, but you know what it means? My God has covered everything, including if I get sick. Um, you remember the Apostle Paul, he got thrown into prison? Great opportunity to witness to jailers, don't you reckon? I mean, he could have said, This is unjust, I want a high court appeal. But he actually used it to lead the jailers to Christ. Can I encourage you, if you are sick, then use it as a witness even if you have to be 1.5 metres away from whoever you're talking to. Mm. You'll have wars and rumors of wars, don't this, this bother you, I actually am the God who's in control and the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there'll be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Well that's certainly true. Have um, you been in an earthquake? I was in the airport in, in, in Los Angeles one day, and all of a sudden a big jet took off, and went, you know, well they don't do rum-rum, that's what it is, that's a motor car, tells you how old I am. But they sort of scream off, and all of a sudden the building started to shake, well, they should do something about that jet control, then it took off and the ground was still doing that, and I thought, uh-oh, I think I'm in an earthquake. But there was almost nobody bothered except me. Do you realise the people of California live with tons of these things all the time? They build their buildings so they will stand through an earthquake. In fact you can have a sophisticated design, they have the building and it's suspended on rubber pylons that can move backwards and forwards. Don't be worried, that's not the end. Um, Nation will rise against nation. Do you realise this was said 2000 years ago? And how many times has this come true? Why did the Roman Empire collapse? Well the Huns attacked, the climate fell apart, all sorts of things out of the control of Rome and out of the control of the Christians. And of course one of the things that the Roman Empire enabled, stops up. think think, they needed military control so they built roads to the end of the world and it meant Roman control. The Christians could go into all the world and preach the gospel with no problems whatsoever. And you hated the Romans because they were so nasty militarily? So tell you what, they opened the door so we could take the gospel out. Okay, earthquakes in diverse places. Do you read verse 8? Can I encourage you, if there's anything in the New Testament you want to remember and learn off by heart, it's one of this. This is just the beginning of sorrows. Okay, Adam and Eve. Eve disobeys God's instructions. She's tricked that Adam willfully sins and God says, I will curse the ground. I said, It's God's fault. Read the next bit. I will curse the ground for your sake. And it will bring forth thorns and thistles. Now, if you bought our DVD on Did a Good God Make Mad Buns? or you bought the the Laban's version on, you know, uh, worms and germs and the real history of disease, you may remember that I talked about diseases like you can get from being pricked by a rose. You know, the horse poo is put on the rose and and then you prick your finger and it makes such a deep sharp wound and the bacteria in the horse poo, the bugs in the horse poo get inside and they still keep doing the same thing. But you've now got a serious problem. You've got a disease. One that wouldn't have been there before you could prick your finger. Okay, do you realise it means when I get sick, hey, I'm going to die. I need to take death seriously. I need to do something. In this current crisis, I was so excited the other day. I so I've been using a bit of my time to phone around our supporters. How are you? Are you well? What's your financial problem like? And one guy said, listen, my daughters have been so scared by the fact that they're liable to die, they come to Christ. Hey, that's great. Just the beginning of sorrows. Well, the beginning actually was back when God put a curse on the ground and thorns came forth, but he didn't do it as a punishment He did it so we would remember how limited our lifespan was. What's the psalmist say? Teach us, O Lord, to number our days, because there's so few of them. Come on, be honest, you young people out there, you're gonna live forever, aren't you? I mean, you're 22 and you know how to work the internet and every mobile device on the planet. You can do it upside down or whatever, but in reality, you've forgotten about the fact that you are very human and you will die. You worried about dying from COVID-19? Oh, that doesn't get you, something else will, including old age. I was sharing with the pastor in one of our share times just here this afternoon. The last public meeting I really had was to a group of young people and they asked me to deal with the COVID issue. And, and the lady who organized the meeting, her mum was 91. And she said, my mum says, I really hope I get it and go on to be with Jesus now. Okay, how's your perspective? All this, right from Adam onwards, including from that time the disciples were here, was just the beginning of sorrows. Pastor and I had a good talk about this section in the Bible before, Isaiah chapter 8. These conspiracies, these groups of people who get together. Um, Can I encourage you to watch our DVD on the climate change issue? We've got three or four of them now. And the point I keep making is, you know, have you noticed how some people are conspiring for a one world government to fix up the one world problem called climate? And you will remember that I said, if they can't get this to work and they haven't, they'll find another issue. So don't be surprised the same people who are pushing for one world government with the climate change issue are right at the top of, we need one world government to solve a one world disease problem. Good news, they're gonna die anyway. Oh, better news, they can be saved right now. So can I encourage you, when people, when Christians say, China shouldn't have done this, we must punish China, um, you know, authorize the WHO to send in independent investigators. Conspire, I mean, every other nation against China, conspiracy, you know, the last comment I've got there, the Lord says through the prophet, don't you dare call a conspiracy what everyone says. They're ganging up against us. They've got this bad agenda. They want to destroy Israel. They want to ruin Jerusalem. Don't you dare worry about them. I'm God. I'm in charge. I set up the planet. I set up the universe. Ever realise how quickly God can change the future? Read it over and over again in your Bible. One day it's sort of 80 pieces of gold for a loaf of bread. Everyone thinks they're going to die. And the prophet comes and says, tomorrow it'll just be a penny alone And tomorrow all the enemy's gone, ran away. And it really was. God changed the future just like that. Why? Because he's not limited by time, you and I are. He's the God who's already seen past the beginning, past the sin of man. He's already had Jesus Christ crucified and ready as a savior. Well, wow. don't fear men, fear God alone. All right, IQ test. When is sickness first mentioned in the Bible? It's a good question. Why why do I ask that? Because most of us have never bothered to look. The Bible says to study to show ourselves approved. And in this issue of disease, concern, no, Mr. Morrison didn't invent social distancing. You find God giving good people of Israel. If you see a guy with white spots on, isolate him. Keep him out of the community. God invented that. I guess he could have stepped in and killed off all the people with leprosy. But you know, when you've got leprosy and you're lingering on, you actually do have time to think. I mean, COVID 19 normally doesn't kill you on the first day or the second day. And usually only kills you off if you've got a pre existing problem. There's a few exceptions to that. But I'll tell you what, when is sickness first mentioned in the Bible? It's not in Genesis, not in Genesis chapter 1, not in Genesis chapter 2. Oh, but it is in Genesis. It's in chapter 48, where we read from. You know, your father, Joseph, is sick. He wasn't just sick, he was old. And a few parts of him had begun to almost fall off. You know, it said, bring the boys to me so I can bless them. And they had to come close because his eyes were dim. Some of you old people out there, you got do glasses these days? You weren't born with glasses, were you? In reality, your eyes have gone downhill. The Bible says to the world, God made it good. It was us who sinned. Praise God that he mercifully anticipated that and allowed Jesus to be a savior. But even though Joseph's father lived a lot longer than you and I, and today, we may be even living a lot shorter in the future. I tell you what, you're gonna die sooner or later of something. So make sure you know the same God of Isaac and Joseph and David and Abraham who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. I was sharing with some of the folks as we ate a meal, I'm really glad the gospel finishes with a promise for a new body. Some of you have been watching my videos for a long time, so you've watched the fact that I'm not evolving. I don't have COVID-19, some of our supporters have, they've been on a cruise trip, Man, not the best thing to do at the moment, is it? And when they got off, they were sick and they were rushed to hospital. And now, praise God, they're recovered. Young Joseph in England, we finally got him out of the USA, cost a lot more than normal does, got him home, but his family already had the COVID-19 symptoms. But they're all better now, isn't that good news? Because they didn't die from it. Joseph's father, no, he didn't die from being blind, didn't fall over and break his neck. Um, He was sick, but in the end he did die And I'm looking forward one day to meeting Him, to meeting Jacob, to meeting David, to meeting all the saints who in anticipation look forward to the coming of the Saviour who we now know has come and who promises us a new heavens and a new earth. Uh, Why finish on that? For one simple reason. Have you ever realized the Bible teaches you one very important thing? Death is not a physical necessity. Death is not caused by simply you getting old. I mean if anybody would die because they got old, Methuselah should have been it, shouldn't he? But the Bible doesn't say he died because he was old. The Bible says everyone, with one exception, died because they are a sinner. Hey, death is not biological. Death is a moral penalty. And the one who never sinned willingly took that penalty upon himself. So whether you've got COVID or you haven't got COVID, keep the big picture in mind. God wants to be your saviour right now so that you can receive a new body that will never again worry about COVID, influenza or any disease whatsoever and you'll actually continue to have good eyes and Jacob will have them back, Joseph will have them back. I'm looking forward to that. How about you? Do you know Jesus right now? Because the time is now.